Welcome everyone to Real Life Real Equity with your hosts Justin and Keisha Brooks. Say hello everyone. Hi and welcome everyone. Our goal is to share with you real life examples of entrepreneurs who are winning in both life and business. As real estate investors, our mission is to model, educate, and inspire you to act by sharing easy to implement tools, ideas, and information to add more worth to your net worth. More cash to your cash flow, helping you achieve your goals in less time. And we'll do that right after this commercial break. Are you part of the club? The Real Equity Club is a group of like-minded individuals. The club's purpose is to help create more wealth for its members. The mission of the club, to help you increase your passive income and net worth. The club is completely free to you. When you join, you will receive the tools, providers, and ideas you need to create, grow, and maintain your wealth. So join the club now at realequityclub.com to gain access. Or send us an email to info at realequityclub.com. That's info at real equityclub.com. We want to see you succeed in business and in life. So go to the website at realequityclub.com and join now. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome. We are so excited that you decided to join us today on our podcast. We want to not only spotlight other entrepreneurs, but also share with you the real ins and outs of what an entrepreneur's life slash lifestyle is all about. Yes. So to begin, we just want to tell you a little bit about ourselves give you some background um, about us, just so you can get to know us. So, I'm a U.S. Navy veteran. Uh, I served five years in the uh, U.S. Navy. I was an air traffic controller. Um, After I got out of the U.S. Navy, I went down to uh, Daytona Beach, Florida, where I proceeded to sell real estate. But the reality was I never really planned on being a real estate agent when I moved to Florida. We actually moved down there so that I could go be a student to be an air traffic controller in the real world. Right, right. Uh, the problem was I was unhirable because I spent five years on a ship. Now, don't ask me why, but it was that's the way it was. So I moved on to the next best thing, which is uh, my true dream of running a real estate business. And as for myself, I'm a college graduate. And actually, once we did move to Florida... I graduated from Columbia College with my degree in criminal justice. Um, I'm also a certified personal trainer, also a business owner, but currently the biggest endeavor is to be a real estate investor. Yeah, so we're both real estate investors. So to give you a little background about myself, I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri. As a kid, I had a propensity towards real estate, uh, entrepreneurship, business, and my mom always put us in business type classes. I went to stockbroking classes and that was one of the things that kind of intrigued me as a kid. As I grew up, I was really aware of what I learned back in those classes, especially one being buy low, sell high. Mm -hmm. So that was the biggest thing in my head was buy low, sell high. So when I was in the Navy, I met a guy who was talking about flipping houses and I didn't know what flipping houses meant, but He said, basically, you buy a house low and you sell a house high. And that triggered that memory of that stockbroke camp back when I was a little kid. And ever since that day, it's kind of been downhill. He told me to go read Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and uh, the snowball continued to flow. And so for myself, I would have to say as a child, one thing that I truly was infatuated with was my grandfather's house. Um, I was raised in Boston and he lived in a three-story home, Victorian style house, and he was also very involved in real estate, owning several properties throughout the Boston area. Um, He actually, one thing that 
it's kind of funny he owned his own chicken farm he <laughs> had, had a partnership uh, with somebody in the south so he had that he always talked about that um, at one point had a contract with Campbell's and he actually gave me I was eating his chicken noodle soup so um, that's something that always stuck with me and as I got older you know just being infatuated with infrastructure and just the different buildings that you see going up as a kid they're so big to you yeah buildings are pretty big when you're a kid so on to our lovely kids our lovely three girls we have three girls they're nine five and three one on the way yes <laughs> so we got one more another girl so very interesting household dynamic again kind of give you a little bit of what inspired us to get started uh, one of the books that I think stood out the most to uh, me when I was thinking about what we're going to talk about today was uh, Robert Kiyosaki's book. We uh, we were highly influenced by Robert Kiyosaki, but the other book that was uh, pretty, I guess, influential on our life was... Uh, was, was Dave Ramsey. Right. right. When we started off in the beginning of our marriage. Now, if you've ever read Dave Ramsey's book and Robert Kiyosaki's book, their philosophies are almost like oil and water. Both of them try to teach financial education. Both of them go at it very differently. One says debt is bad. One says debt is good. Mm -hmm. um, one talks about being debt-free. One talks about going into a lot of debt. Actually understanding what each one talks about has its own benefit. So I'm not a big proponent of saying someone is absolutely incorrect. Mm -hmm. I am a big proponent of taking pieces of other people's philosophy and building it into your own. Dave Ramsey is really good at, at stuff like budgeting and reducing debt. Yeah. And Robert Kiyosaki is really good at actually creating that wealth. And so without going into a real deep philosophical debate on each one's philosophy, just understanding that that was the key uh, helped us out a lot. Although we stomped our toe quite a bit in the beginning because we thought that the only way for us to live was to live debt free. Right and uh, be on a budget eating beans and rice and buying mm -hmm. beer cars. Like, <laughs> I remember, watching, you know, just keeping up with all the testimonials, too, um, oh, yeah. with Dave Ramsey. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was funny. We would literally record those, uh, what is it, his uh, Fox, Fox, Fox News. News. Yeah, because yeah, he used to have the TV show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we'd record that, and we'd watch his uh, Freedom Friday, Dead Freedom Fridays. But anyway, um, it was very interesting to, to actually learn the truth and mm -hmm. we understood actually it took us about three years to finally understand that being completely debt free is probably not the best way to go about creating our lifestyle because although being consumer debt free is smart having no debt on all your real estate might not necessarily be the smartest thing and as we proceed through a lot of these podcasts we'll talk about asset protection and why keeping debt on your property might not be a bad asset protection strategy. Right. And there's also, you know, it depends on how you're defining what good and bad debt is. That's yeah, there's also that, that good and bad debt. We which would is, want to point out. Yeah. Um, because as you're growing a family, living on your own, you know, it's almost impossible to not have some type of debt. And right. And then you have to consider what consequence you're going to have behind that debt. Yeah. So, uh, Again, talking about debt, we actually, like I said, we're real estate investors, um, we're entrepreneurs. We do a lot of different things uh, from single family development to assisted living, multi-tenant projects. And uh, just recently, we looked at a uh, uh, development, redevelopment project where we were going to take a uh, regular house and just upgrade it. We're yeah. going to do a serious upgrade to this house. It was... Uh, 
very beautiful house built in like 19 I believe the 1950s 1960s, yeah 1950 yeah. something like that mm-hmm. but it hadn't been updated since the lady like the lady li- literally lived there for, for 40, 40 years it was 48 40 years. years I think it was 48 yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Uh, so and no updates since she probably moved in because it was still the pink bathroom and mm-hmm. the you know the weird layout and you know it, it was but it was very well well kept, kept. yeah mm-hmm. uh, just no major updates so we were going to go in and take it and add some value but uh, what ended up happening was the project didn't pencil out. It took us getting subcontractors and electricians and foundation guys in to actually understand that it wasn't going to pencil out no matter how bad we wanted it. And that's one of the keys to investing is no matter how bad we want it, we have certain standards. And if right. it doesn't meet those parameters, we don't buy it. Right. Every deal is not always going to be the best deal. Right. You never want to not stick with your parameters. Right. You want to have some type of guideline. Kind of, and that's kind of our philosophy on real estate and business. Um, we always try to keep a guideline. We always try to keep like a vision and then our mission and our values. And then we build around that. We build our team around our mission and our values. We build our business around our mission and our values. Yes. So as a practitioner of real estate and as a practitioner of business, uh, we have gotten to the point where we finally understand what we don't want because we've spent a lot of years figuring out what we don't want um, as far as we making mistakes. Mm-hmm. Testing, um, trial and testing, error. Testing, trial and error, a lot of trial and error. You go, it, it takes a while. It really does. It takes a little bit of time. Um, it takes a little bit of money. Uh, in our case, quite a bit of lost money. And then, you know, we made some money back. Um, well, and I believe also to perfect something, I'm sure you've heard of that 10,000 hour rule. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. <laughs> You gotta have the ten thousand hours. Um, I think it was uh, Outliers. Malcolm Gladwell talked about that. So anyway, and now it's time for our quick educational tip. What is the tip for today? Our tip for today is ROI. What is ROI or return on investment? Yes. So return on investment is calculated as an annual figure by multiplying monthly cash flow by twelve months. Right. Divided by the down payment. Let's say you want to buy a $100,000 property. You put $20,000 down. And let's just say that that property brings in something like $2,000 a year. Well, $2,000 is uh, 10% of $20,000. That will give you your ROI. Mm -hmm. Break it down even further. Let's just say you are making $200 a month. And that times 12 equals $2,400. You take that $2,400, you divide it by 20,000, and that gives you 12%, which is again, your return on investment. And that was your educational tip of the week. So next, we're going to talk about a problem we encountered. So and that's kind of what this whole podcast is about real life, real equity, we want to talk about what is real in life, what real entrepreneurs go through not just the prettiness a lot of podcasts they make they present the absolute best light of situations when a lot of times it's just down and dirty and it's a roller coaster ride uh darren hardy put out the uh, entrepreneur roller coaster for a reason entrepreneurs go through what is like a roller coaster ride daily right you have stomach dropping moments and then you have really exhilarating highs Mm -hmm. so um, we just kind of want to talk about a couple of the problems we had and and one of the problems was with our uh, assisted living project Every problem comes with a solution, and by no means am I the chief solution officer. Uh, we have a 
excellent team. Um, we put together a good team to resolve the issues, and as we did that, the issue with our assisted living project got solved. Actually, what happened was we had some issues with uh, the state, and the issues with the state were supposed to have been solved long before we ever started construction. And we got a call from the state, just like any government agency, sometimes papers get lost, mm. or sometimes they you know, might get shuffled around in their schedule. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we thought we were supposed to get one thing. Uh, long story short, they sent us an email saying they didn't have it. Luckily, we keep good records. Um, a partner shot, shot an email over to the, the person at the state, said everything was good, uh, shot a, uh, a message over to one of our team members, our architect. She said everything was good. We found out everything was correct, sent out the next email, and they said, okay, no problem. We found what we were looking for, and we were on our way. So, again, it's really key to have a good team, and I think we're going to have that on one of our next episodes is talking about team and how to build your team and how mm-hmm. to interview your team. So, yeah. um, You see so, how they just did that tag team, really good tag teaming there to get the process Yeah, done. absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, your team is your partners. Your team is uh, the people who actually help you make the money and mm-hmm. leverage your time. So, anyway. Um, another absolute phenomenal member of the team is uh, your attorney. Yes, the attorney is someone that can help you um, get things done and also make sure they're legal. Right, absolutely. <laughs> so one of the things that we had was uh, we had a question about a, uh, a syndication we were putting together. And again, we're going to talk about syndication in a future podcast. But uh, we were putting together a syndication and we were trying to get the answer to a specific question. We just didn't know how to necessarily ask it. Mm -hmm. We knew part of it, but we didn't know all of it. So we called our attorney. We asked him the question, which opened up another question, which opened up another question, which got us to the right answer. And so Henry Ford said, it's not the ability to have all the right answers. It was the ability for him to ask the right questions. When he was asked, how does he do all that he does without knowing everything? He said he didn't need to know everything. He just is able to push a button to get the right answer. Mm -hmm. So... And even in this scenario, um, with the attorney, he even stated that he was familiar with the process, but that he could also provide us additional resources to get that particular problem solved. Correct, yeah. So, and and we would be a lot more uh, specific about the problem, but it's still in the legal framework, so uh, some of the things we can't necessarily disclose right Mm now, um, because he didn't give us a go-ahead yet. So, anyway... Let's let's kind of talk about let's let's kind of backtrack a little bit and let's talk about what we believe equity is because this is the first podcast real life real equity is a real broad topic to me and we titled this on purpose real life because we want it to be as real as possible when we go and interview these successful individuals we want to know the real side of it right you know what were the high highs what were the low lows mm-hmm. how did you overcome it. I mean, did it feel like at some points you were spinning your wheels and you weren't ever going to see the light of day? Uh, Where did you start from? Where did they start from? A lot of a lot of people feel like in some situations people get, you know, rich overnight. And it's not always the case. Even the riches of rich have some type of background story. Somebody started it somewhere. Right. And so this is giving you that real outlook of what it takes Um, to truly live an entrepreneur life. We're going to interview real everyday entrepreneurs. We're not looking to interview 
the Bill Gates or the Warren Buffett's, we're looking to interview John Smith, who owns the manufacturing company down the street, mm-hmm. who's a multimillionaire, who's built a multi-million dollar business, and who's leaving a legacy for his family that nobody knows about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the uh, Dr. Thomas Stanley wrote a book called The Millionaire Next Door, and I read this book several years ago. It, it stuck with me, not because of the way that he talked about uh, being an entrepreneur, but mostly because of the way that we perceive entrepreneurs. The way he broke that down, a lot of times you won't know a successful entrepreneur who's a multimillionaire if they were staring you right in the face. Because mm-hmm. a lot of them have such humility and have such gratitude they seem like an everyday guy you mm-hmm. would never know and so that's where we got the idea for real equity yes equity meaning something different for us you know it's anything that adds value to your life such yeah. as your relationships your family your money you know your money think about it from the mind body and soul perspective right um, spending time with your your kids, I think time is a huge one for us. It's a absolutely. I mean, like, I, and a lot of people crave time freedom. Mm-hmm, yeah, um, and then also just you know being with your significant other, um, being with your parents, just having that time freedom. So, and and you're also building a legacy. Yes. And how we're remembered, we want to be remembered a specific way. So we're saying real life. But what is the real equity? Equity, a lot of times in the financial world, is how much money are we making or how much wealth are we growing? But what is true wealth? And real equity, real life, it's a way for us to bring to the world the way we view equity. All right. I think one other thing that um, I recently saw uh, Robert Kiyosaki say is that it's not about the money but it's about what you gain from the money, what benefits you have after that. You know, the money just gets you there. Right. With that being said, how can you get some money? (laughs) Uh, We've seen it, and this is going to be what we talk about. Um, This is going to flow right into what we call our action item for achievements. Yes. So we've seen an article uh, the other day in Forbes on Kylie Jenner. I'm sure you've seen it. A lot of people have seen it now. By no means do we keep up with the Kardashians. No. Uh, by no means do, are we huge fans of what any of them do. <laughs> um, even though we don't keep up with anything they do, we still watch for good business practices. How they built their business, not concerned with. The fact that they were featured in Forbes, eh, kind of concerned with. But their business model, I was very intrigued by. And their business model isn't something new. It's not something that they created. Actually... The first time I heard about it was in Tim Ferriss's book, The 4-Hour Workweek. Essentially, the whole premise behind the book was how to build a business where you only work four hours a week. Now, whether four hours is actually 10 or 20 or 50 or 40, it doesn't really matter. The premise was how do you build a business where you can do what you want to do, when you want to do it, and how you want to do it. Right. So talking about Miss Kylie Jenner herself, she had already started to build the business model and the way she started that was building her list. Right. You know, having followers on Instagram that was already part of her list building. What do we mean by list building? Basically, it is the amount of people whose attention you have. Okay, so in her instance, she has something like 26 or 27 million followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. She has, you know, she has about the same on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then that's not even including how many followers she has with her company page. Right. And so with any business, the list portion 
of the business is going to be super key. My friend Kyle Wilson and mentor talks about this quite a bit. Kyle Wilson was Jim Rohn's 18-year business partner, and he was the person behind building such massive lists. And when he built those lists, that is how he was able to communicate the value of Jim Rohn and people like Brian Tracy and Les Brown, Zig Ziglar, and Jack Canfield. Being able to add value with such a massive list is huge. Yes. And so... Um, that's the first thing that we look at whenever we're building a business. How do we build a list of people who we can add value to? Right. And so Kylie Jenner started with that. The next thing she did was found a makeup company. Uh, now, this is not exactly how she started her business. But if you want the principles, the principles are the same. Mm-hmm. She had a private label uh, makeup company. Now, you can go and find a private label makeup company. You can go and find a private label uh, protein company you can find a private label just about anything you want mm-hmm. um, what is a private label company so a private labeling company is someone who produces a product or thing that you can turn around and put your own label on so like for example there's stores like Target and Walmart that have their own name on their product they have literally went out in some way have private labeled the product and it could be an offset of the real name brand product. So Honey Nut Cheerios might have made Honey Nut Tastios for Mm -hmm. Target. Right. Or whatever the case may be. That's the point. But you, just like I, can go out and do this. Alibaba wholesales a whole lot of products. And those products can be turned around and resold under a private label. Right. And so first you build your list. Then you identify your product. The next thing she did in this is the way that Forbes described it. They said they have a really fluffy business because they have no inventory and they do run everything through Shopify. Mm-hmm. And so it. once you have your list, once you have your product, now you have to have a way to distribute your product to your list. And they use Shopify. Mm-hmm. And so they take their Shopify cart and they add products. So she'll model it on Instagram just like you have to do to your list you talk to your list so she talks to her list via Instagram and Twitter and whatever the case may be tells them about the new product that she likes and then she directs them to her distribution channel through Shopify and then she sells them the distribution through Shopify and the really interesting thing is there's something called drop shipping now drop shipping is where you have no inventory of your own or very little inventory. So you would just simply take your product, send it to your drop shipper along with all of your collateral. So if you mm-hmm. want to put in the box, you know, special glitter package mm-hmm. or, or lipstick, or whatever, you know, whatever case, it is, stickers, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you send it to your drop shipper and every time somebody orders, they will put that in the box and send it out for you, keeping mm-hmm. all your inventory on hand and you never having to hold inventory in your house. This is a much different business model than of the past where you had to even just in time uh, inventory systems where they were keeping just in time inventory like Walmart used to do that. That was a big thing for Walmart and it still is in a lot of businesses just in time inventory where the inventory once it's sold uh, hits a computer and orders a new one onto the shelf every time one is sold just in time inventory. Mm -hmm. Now it's direct to consumer. Mm-hmm. So everything's hands off. Yeah. You know, as the business owner, you know, you have, it's already set up for you. It's, it's so simple. It's the hardest part is you getting the list built, 
mm-hmm. and you identifying your product. Yeah. Because the distribution channels are there and the ability to d- distribute is there and you just have to understand how to put the pieces in place. So here's your action item for achievement. So if you've ever wanted to start a business where you maybe wanted to create a side income or uh, a part-time hustle, what have you, uh, you can just as easily start a business that's mostly online based. You carry minimum product and you do something that you absolutely love. That was one of the keys, finding out what is your passion. Kylie Jenner's passionate about makeup and so that was her product. But First, she built her list. Right. So she had that list first. She already had that demographic set up, right. um, focusing on young women, or actually mostly women um, in general that like makeup. So that's right. something you want to have, figuring out what the demand is, what that age group is. Um, so that would give you your demographic. And then you start looking for your product. What kind of product do you like? Is there something that interests you? It could be anything. There is always a market for what you're trying to sell right and if you like it figure out the market that's where the demographic comes into play and then after you have your product actually go back and talk to your list right you're communicating with those individuals right you know so if there's something new that comes out you know maybe you started off with a nude color of that lip color and then you say hey here's plum for fall you know so you're communicating consistently or you send an email of the newest basket and how to actually create your own basket or you know, how to monogram your newest t-shirt or whatever the case may be, but you're talking to your list about what it is you're passionate about. So it's very easy for you to do. And that's what Kylie Jenner did. Kylie Jenner basically get up, got on Instagram, held her phone up and did what she loved to do. And when she liked the product, she recommended it. If she tested it and didn't like it, she didn't recommend it. Very simple strategy. And then the distribution method is drop shipping. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You send all your collateral to the drop shipper. You have your product sent directly to the drop shipper. And when you talk to your list and they go to your Shopify distribution channel, they will buy your product and the drop shipper will send it off. That's it. There was uh, five steps to this business. Very simple to do. So that was your action item for achievement. We just want to say thank you again for listening today, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Yep, see you next time. Thank you for listening to Real Life Real Equity Podcast. If you'd like more information on joining the Real Equity Club, visit the website at realequityclub.com. There, you will get access to the tools, providers, and ideas you need to create, grow, and maintain your wealth. Again, that's realequityclub.com. If you would like to ask the hosts a question or be exposed to our podcast audience, visit our website at realliferealequity.com and submit a request. Again, that's realliferealequity.com. Or send us an email at info at realliferealequity.com. Again, that's info at realliferealequity.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week right here on Real Life Real Equity Podcast.